So today's episode is with Jenna Miller and I, and it's a Instagram live that we did. And we went down and we explored the seven feminine archetypes again. And we talked about easy ways to embody them through physical adornment, whether that was lipstick colors, fingernail polish colors, types of fabrics, eyeliner. Like we just went through the whole thing and we had so much fun. So we'll talk about masculine and feminine a little bit throughout this live, but um, it's not gender roles. It's really a thought form or a feeling state rather than, you know, typically what a gender role looks like. So the huntress is the most masculine of these. Hello, lady. Welcome back to the show, to the Just Realize show. Don't get hooked on the name. I feel like it's going to change soon. There's a season coming, a shift coming. The word just feels like the new sorry to me, and I am not fucking sorry. So welcome back to the Just Realize podcast, where we're just going to inspire you to remember who the fuck you are and give you permission to be that woman now. And my goal and desire in life is to help you do that easily, quickly, with the biggest fucking dose of fun by reawakening your personal style and tapping in to that energy every single day. So if you are here for that, I am here for you. Thank you so much for being here with me. You guys know how much I love podcasting. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as things are shifting on the pod, I feel like I could say that all the time. So long story short, why have you? I did a speed dating, a podcaster speed dating a couple of weeks ago um, where I got to go into a group of women that I love, the women who are hosting it. And they do this like Coaches Connect monthly thing. And you got to come in and it was like literally podcast speed dating. And we were talking about how podcasting and verbally like talking things out loud will help you fucking move through and grow and shift so quickly. And we were all talking about how we feel like our um, podcast is constantly shifting and we keep saying it. But really, it's just like growth, right? And we should all be doing it. And I was talking about, yes, I feel like my stop holding back. That's actually where I got my big aha moment around self-worth and how scared I am to go really, really deep in the um, holes that I like to go in around fashion psychology and limiting beliefs and our self-worth. And I really want to dig into the neuroscience of it. I follow, um, I don't know if it's a woman or if it's a company. I uh, Well, I know it's a woman who kind of started the brand. It's called Fashion Psychology. And, but it goes much deeper than that. But her Instagram, I follow exclusively. And she posts the most amazing things around that. And she was talking about how when we feel depressed or we feel low, what I call the frump and dumps, we always opt for the baggy clothes. And she was like, but we know through science that one of the things that makes us feel better is compression, right? So you think about weighted blankets, hugs, the things that trigger all those good, happy feelings, um, and that we need to maybe think about the way that we're dressing. And when I say compression, like I think of active wear, and I think that's a two-part. So 
I think this these are the kind of like neuroscience fashion holes I'd love to get in is that we always choose the baggy clothes because, oh, I'm in a bad mood and I don't want to be seen. I want to drown myself in this oversized hoodie. <laughs> Sign me up. I have so many oversized sweatshirts. But really what I might be craving is a little bit of weight, weighted compression on my body. And now even if I don't plan on working out, maybe I just put on the working out outfit. Maybe this is why athleisure is so popular. So we will be exploring really fun things like that. But not in this episode. This episode, we are exploring feminine archetypes and dressing for them. So this episode is actually an Instagram Live that I did with Jenna Miller. And if you don't remember Jenna Miller, she was on the podcast back in February. I cannot remember the episode number. I will drop it in the show notes, but she's fucking amazing. And I got so much feedback on our podcast together around feminine archetypes, around feminine pleasure and leaning into it. And her and I, and I went on her podcast and her and I were talking about tapping into those energies and how the only thing that really changes is the clothes, right? Like I'm still the same person. I'm still the same woman. And when I tap into a different energy, I'm really just adorning myself differently. And what's come up for me since then is it's almost like stepping into character. It's almost like putting on a costume, right? When we adorn ourselves with certain things, we get to embody different energies. So I had her come on and do an Instagram live with me, and it ended up being 45 minutes. And I was like, nobody's watching this. I mean, a couple of you did. Thank you so much. It's like, nobody's watching this. It's too long. This is a podcast, not an Instagram live. So long story short, because I forgot to download the live right after we did it, I screen recorded the entire 45 minutes of Instagram live video, stripped the audio, and now we have a podcast. How is that for ingenuity? So today's episode is with Jenna Miller and I, and it's a Instagram live that we did. And we went down and we explored the seven feminine archetypes again. And we talked about easy ways to embody them through physical adornment, whether that was lipstick colors, fingernail polish colors, types of fabrics, eyeliner. Like we just went through the whole thing and we had so much fun. Oh my God. Really easy, simple tips. And it was just too juicy to leave on Instagram. I really wanted it to bring it over to podcast land because this is my favorite space to be and share it with you guys. I took some amazing notes and I will be completely honest with you. I, she mentioned creating Pinterest boards on the show and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. I had every intention to do that, but guess what? It was spring break and I didn't. I actually took a staycation and it was amazing. So today I am sharing the Instagram live, turn into a podcast, audio, all about it. But if you guys would love to put together Pinterest boards and or shopping boards with some of these looks or you have questions, hit me up and let me know. But dive in and explore. We go really deep. We take the archetypes and we compare them to um, style icons or celebrities. Some Kate Middleton pops up in there to kind of give visuals around what we're thinking and how to describe them. Something that's super relatable that everybody can relate to. 
So it's really good, super fun. It was literally one of my favorite conversations. So I really think you'll feel the energy and get that infusion through this Monday's episode. And it's just another way to tap into that dopamine dressing that we were talking about last week to continue to build our self-worth because we deserve to tap in and honor all the pieces of us, all the feminine archetypes of us that we resonate with. And doing so has really helped me boost my self-worth. I talked about that a lot on last week's episode and has really just helped me build confidence, (laughs) which at the end of the day, I think that's all it's about is that confidence and self-worth. I know they're two totally different things, but to me, they work so hand in hand. So I really, really hope you enjoy today's episode and I will see you soon. Hit me up on Insta to connect and let me know what's going on. Katie. Oh yeah. Sorry, that was my email address. I said, hit me up on Insta. Insta is Katie Allen Stylus. Hit me up on my email, katie at katiejuststyled.com. I'm, if you want to get a copy of the trends book that I talked about in last week's episode, it's on there. If you guys are looking for some free resources and some style guides, I still, I actually do have some up on my website. I have my um, sinking your cycle with your style guidebook up on my website for download. And I have my top five essential items. These are the top five pieces that you should always have on hand in your closet to build your capsule wardrobe. They are the starting pieces. These are the pieces that you don't update often because they are solid pieces, but we always have to have them. They are the essentials. They are the foundation. They are the building blocks. We update these as needed. They go on the intentional shopping list as the updaters, meaning update of the classics. So go check that out. I had such a good time building that one too. That's over on the website, katiejuststyled.com backslash top five. And if you want access to the sync your style with your cycle, that's katiejuststyled.com backslash freebie. Enjoy today's episode. It's a juicy, juicy, juicy one. I will see you on the other side. What's up, Instagram? I know my baby bills. Um, Jenna and I decided to come together and do a live today to really deep dive into the feminine archetypes. And that was like the number one uh, thing that came up in feedback I got. I was like, ooh, I didn't know that much about feminine archetypes. It looks like Jenna's here. Let me see if I can grab her. I haven't done a live in a long time, so... Let's see if I can remember how to do this. Um, but we wanted to hop on. Yay! You're here. Hi. I was like, um, I haven't done a live in a really long time, and like, do I even remember how? Yeah. These these are connecting. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm just gonna take a minute. Perfect. So. I was just saying that like the number one thing that came up and I feel like a lot of people was feminine archetypes and kind of being introduced to them for the first time. And it's something that I'm super intrigued about myself. And I remember the first time I heard them and I was like, oh, give me more, tell me more. 
So you and I talked and I thought it would be fun that maybe we could come on, we could collab again. Hey, Nicole. And is there seven? Mm-hmm. The seven archetypes, how you're, how you explain them. And then let's go back. And then it's funny because it actually took a, some notes when we podcasted about the archetypes and okay. what they reminded me of from a style standpoint. And then we have some fun with that and share our ideas on how to access them through, you know, clothes and embodiment that way. Yeah, that's so fun. Last night before I was going to bed, I was thinking about this and I was making um, Pinterest boards for each of the archetypes. So I think after we can create some visuals to share with people too, because it is such a visual thing, right? The textures, the colors, that kind of stuff. So I think this is going to be really fun. Oh my God. You just have my heart and soul with the Pinterest boards. Like, can you invite me? (laughs) Fun. I love it. Where do you want to start? Let's start with like running through the seven and like your brief description of what you, on how you interpret them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, just to start off, I mean, archetypes can be anything and you can find the ones that you're working with to embody and to enhance. And essentially they're energies that you kind of step into that enhance your expression. It allows you to deep into a different layer of your expression, a different part of your multidimensional self, and to see, to start to see like more petals of the beautiful flower that you are. I know that's kind of a bit of a cheesy analogy, but I think it is a good visual of like, we're more than just one thing. And Katie talks about this a ton in style. So rolling it back to the archetypes, um, I work with seven core uh, feminine archetypes from Carl Jung um, and this concept of like the female psyche, Um, but you can do anything. And we are going to talk about um, our interpretations of the style and how they pertain to these archetypes. But again, like whatever feels like uh, for you putting on a piece of clothing that pulls out that, that, part of yourself that's going to work for you right so I'm going to talk about colors and textures and um items of clothing today but for you it may be complete opposite for you to feel the queen energy in you versus what it feels like for me to feel the queen energy in me so I just wanted to preface the whole conversation with that this is art right it's it's art it's an expression and all of those things are so nuanced and so personal so Coming back to the archetypes. Sorry? I love that. Because no yeah. one can Yeah. So um, there's the maiden. And the maiden is kind of how m- most female essence beings come into the world or feminine essence beings. Um, it's sort of the naive, the um, bright-eyed and excited part of ourselves. It's like desiring knowledge. And um, it's got that little bit of impish um, naivete to it right and so when I think of the maiden I think of like Belle from Beauty and the Beast like carrying her books around going out into the world singing exploring taking in the sights and senses of everything but there is that little bit of part of her where you're like oh like you know protect her or like bring her back to um her courage or to herself because she is kind of out there wandering the world and you're like, oh, that does feel a little edgy or like unsafe. Um, so that's the maiden. There's the mother in all of us. And this can be in a maternal um, 
actual child rearing sense. And it can also be in the things that we bring into the world. So like say um, our, our businesses or our creative projects, um, maybe you're an author, maybe you're a musician, the things that you birth into the world, the creations that you offer the earth. Um, the mother in all of us is that part that's really attuned to um, compassion and to that nurturing energy it's also the part of us that's really uh connected to the earth the mother earth right um like our feet are on the ground our bellies are full we're soft um it's soft edges but it's really a big heart opening type of energy um so that's how i visualize the mother then there's the lover the lover is like the siren in all of us it's the um for me it really represents like the samantha jones or the megan fox in me it's like you know you come into that room and you command the room. It's like, I know why I'm here. I know the power that I bring. I know the appeal that I have. It's like when you look in the mirror at yourself and you're like, yeah, this outfit or this, my boobs are looking good or my silhouette looks amazing. Like it's that part of ourselves. It's just like really in tune with our sexuality, our sensuality. It knows how to use it for good. Um, and yeah, it's, that's a lot of fun energy to play with. Before you go on, I have a question for you. Um, I love how you're attaching like certain icons or images of people because I think that's really makes it really easy. Who's your mother energy like go to? Yeah. Um, who did I put? The last time I did this in like a, a visual, I put um, uh, Mrs. Honey from Matilda. Um, she's the teacher in Matilda. And uh, also I really think of like... Um, a lot of mothers in TV shows that hold that really like compassionate, loving edge. Um, mm -hmm. But I like Matilda's, uh, the teacher Matilda, because she isn't a mother yet, but she desires to be a mother. And she's like so maternal and soft in her, even her appearance and how she is like in the show or in the movie rather. Um, and uh, in the way that she teaches and educates. So I think that's a cool example, but if I love that, like not being the mother, an actual mother, how we use the word mother in society, but having that maternal instinct. That's a really good example. Yeah. I didn't just cut you off. I was like, ooh, I want a person. <laughs> yeah. The teacher in me, or like the teachers really pull out that sort of, I think the mother archetype really, really well, whether you have children or you don't. I think it's one of those roles in society that is like, holy, it takes a really uh, beautiful, intelligent person to hold that space for, for, for young minds. So that's the mother. Um, then we did the lover. The huntress is a fun one. The huntress is like the warrior in all of us. It's the part of ourselves that's the most um, masculine in its energy force. So there, we, we'll talk about masculine and feminine a little bit throughout this live, but um, it's not gender roles. It's really a thought form or a feeling state rather than, you know, typically what a gender role looks like. So the huntress is the most masculine of the energies. It's the um, competitor. It's the real natural go-getter. It's the part of ourselves that like wakes up and is like, this is the mission that I'm going on and this is what I'm going to do. And this is the quest that I have. Um, for this, I really think of like um, incredible female athletes, like Serena Williams comes to mind for me with the huntress um, or a lot of um, even Disney characters like um, Mulan, right? So, you know, have that quest, that that thing that we're going out to to create, and it's it's a part of ourselves that knows our dreams and desires and puts in the work to make them, rather than waiting for the manifestation to come through. Mm -hmm. I yeah, immediately I'm like a Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> of course, of course, yeah. Yeah, Disney, I feel like, has done a really good job in the last little bit of really embodying that Huntress and a lot of their characters while also pulling into layers of showing that there is, like, the mother in her or um, the uh, the nurturer or the um, the lover even, right? And I think that's the really cool thing is, like, these all these parts of us, ourselves exist. Like, we yeah. are all the mother, the lover, the nurturer, the... Um, the queen like we're all of these things it's just a matter of where and when we're playing with them and when we're feeling like really embodied in that specific thing so it's layered so would you put the as we're talking about disney movie that happens a lot in my house would you put moana in a huntress energy like when she's on that search for like the sea keeps calling me kind of energy mm-hmm. yeah at the beginning of the movie I definitely more identified with the maiden for moana like really like um kind of blind to what's past the sea you know like what what that journey could look like for her but you see her really move through the maiden into that hunter's energy and and at the end really embody the queen as well like you know really claiming her worth really knowing what she brings um so i think it's a really cool journey for her where you can see those layers yeah multiple really okay keep going (laughs) um okay so we did the huntress and then um the wild woman is a really fun one there isn't a ton of examples in pop culture of the wild woman because it's the part of us uh it's the part of uh, the feminine beings that is really told to be stamped down to pull back to not do for me it's a visual of like out in nature barefoot muddy hands and knees growling um really raw really primal very um allowing your vocal cords to just let loose like not holding anything back really leaning into all of the things and the the experiences that you're having the things you're feeling and allowing them to just roar rather than um that tidied up maiden or that clean cut queen it's like you know all of me gets to exist and here i am and this is me and my most primal essence um so yeah it's hard to think in pop culture where that exists to be honest because it's not seen a ton but um let me have a think on that while i go to the next one and then i'll come back if i have a a wild woman example but um yeah it's a it's a real primal part of us all um and really connected to nature like the medicine woman in us it's like we know that this botanical we're going to use some tea tree oil instead of alcohol uh, as an antiseptic that kind of thing then there is the queen. Um, the queen is the regal part of us all. It's the part of us that's like stands very clear in, in our worth. It's the part of us that is like, we know what we can bring to a dynamic or to a partnership, especially like a an intimate relationship or a marriage. It's the part of ourselves that we come more like we're fully grounded in the two feet that we have of all of our gifts. It's also the part of us that allows us to really like sink into self-care and to self-nourishment and to be like, I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. Um, This is something that I'm calling in. Like it's part of ourselves. It's sort of just like very um, well-rounded and it has weight to it. It, That's the visual that comes to mind for me. But the queen is really that beautiful. um, Here I am. I know what I'm doing. Um, and willing to lean into luxury as well like the part of us that's like i'm okay with spending this amount on myself whereas maybe the maiden or the mother might be like "Mm, let me allocate those resources somewhere else the queen in us is like no i'm gonna actually buy that you know beautiful leather jacket because i've been desiring it for this amount of time you know 
mm-hmm. where the mother might be like, you know, I'm going to allocate those resources to the family unit or to my creative project, birthing this book into the world or that kind of thing. Um, and then there's the wise woman. The wise woman is kind of the end of our journey. It's the crone. It's the part of ourselves that's the most intuitive. It's the most embodied in all of our different layers. It's kind of come out of the journey through to the other side where it's like, um, here I am and I don't really need to say much. I don't really need to do much. I have the lived experience. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be an elder. It could be someone who on their life path has been through a lot um, in their expression. And at times you can also feel into the wise woman energy of just like, I'm really in touch with my intuition right now. um, And I feel very clear on what I'm doing and has a lot of answers, has the foresight of what's going on um so the wise woman's really powerful energy um that's like the grandmother in moana you know she's like whispering those little things barely really saying anything um just arriving as she is fully embodied in her expressions there's no judgment you know it's the person you can come to to share anything that's happening and it's like they're unfazed they're like okay that's this is how it is right really regulated nervous system really calm really nurturing it holds the wisdom of the mother but then it also holds the wisdom of the the queen as well um and all the layers in between so those are them i love it so much now let's go back Uh, i probably should do this one by one because my mind was racing with stuff when you were talking so let's go back and then go back and forth a little bit on the different types and um, like your Pinterest boards. Let's talk about those. So yeah. when I, I love that you use Bell because I think of Maiden, I immediately think of like pastel spring and I think of like yeah. colors associated with like Easter and greenness. Um, for me also what comes up lace and floral especially like vintage floral patterns so what comes up for you so like if i was channeling that energy that's where my mind immediately goes but what comes up for you absolutely you nailed it like that's what i have definitely on this board oh i just turned off my wi-fi here um i have floral definitely i have lace um I have uh, pastels, absolutely. Um, For lip colors, I have like dusty roses or just sheer lip gloss, like just a wash of color. Um, In braids, not necessarily really elaborate braids, but just a very straightforward, like this, like a braid, tidy, just this is what it is. Um, Type of hairstyle um, or half up, half down, like where I'm wearing right now is really kind of like that. I've got my eyes shown, but then I've got the youthfulness of longer hair or, or just being raw in your expression, you know, kind of tidy undone, tidy undone is a, is probably a good adjective. Um, yeah, those softer textures, like, um, I don't know if, uh, lace definitely, but also I don't know what this texture is called. Um, I'll have to send it. Oh, the image won't come up, but I'll send it to you after and we can pull up a texture for it. But uh, yeah, I think florals, pastels, beautiful way to embody the... When you say braids, I immediately thought of like Dorothy from Wizard of the... Wizard of... And like... Yeah. Energy is very maiden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And then from where... I said from a style standpoint, and I've talked about this like a thousand times, that so like there's these five big... 
archetypes from style. And then you break down all the little subsets in that. And that one is like the romantic category. So that's like your boho can fall under there as well and things like that. So if anyone identifies with that, like that's what I would go Google or start your Pinterest board. And like, those are the things that you would from the only Uh, other thing i would add for maiden would be like soft silhouettes so like not um not body form or not body con silhouettes but like just kind of drapes the body looser if you think of dorothy's dress right it's kind of like it's a bit out from the body um Mm -hmm. that's type of silhouette i'd also think for maiden baby doll silhouette trapeze silhouette yeah loose yeah think of um what was the um girls that had like baby spice (laughs) love baby mother so this is the one that i probably personally have a hang up with because like my son last this morning was like you have mom hair i was like because it's washed hair yeah same (laughs) yeah um Um, talk about was mother next on your list yeah yeah absolutely i can um for mother i have cashmere um, I personally think of my own mother with cashmere. I just think it's such a, um, any of those textures that you just feel like comfortable in, lived in, um, maybe that could be linen for you. Like maybe that's something else, but that those really soft, cozy textures. I have this um, sweater that I wear most of the time. I don't know what this texture is, but to me, this like really plush, the ones that you just feel nurtured in, um, I think is a really great way to embody that energy. Other people want to be touching you with that, with those textures, right? Those things that are really soft and um, cuddly in, in the essence. Oh, I like that. See, mother's one that I struggle with a little bit. And because when I think of mother, I think of the abundance and like the giving and the birth and like being so full of life, which then makes me think of the summer, which mm-hmm. makes- hot and heat and it's which I, always brings me back to red and when i think of red i also think of compassion nice. art and um some other goddesses that i'm not going to butcher their name on live instagram so um that the colors is like red so red comes up for me and just kind of like what you were saying like it can be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. what so, shade of red like just a true red like mm-hmm. when Someone said, draw the heart, draw an apple, just like red. Okay. So like you said, teacher, which makes me think of apple, which then makes me think of red. So like, yeah. I don't know, I'll immediately always go back to red, um, but not red lipstick. Cause red lipstick to me is going to be like lover energy. Um, but just the color red in general. So maybe it's red in a soft fabric then. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Red Red, I think, is just has a lot of feminine energy in its essence, and so I feel like it can be utilized. And that's why I asked the tone of red because I feel like even for me when I was creating the boards, I was like, it's coming up a lot for the different energy or di- different archetypes. But um, yeah, I think in different shades, which is cool. Um, what shade was coming up for you? Like this conversation is totally about me, so. <laughs> yeah yeah um red didn't come to mind when i was thinking the color that really came through and in different different shades was green Mm. um like forest green but also like brighter greens and sagey greens like really just earthy i had like a picture of a landscape with just like white white soft flowers in it like Mm -hmm. um yeah just really earthy but like some vibrancy there Mm-hmm. I love sage and like the earthy green because obviously Mother Earth connection, I yeah. guess, is wherever your mind goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm going to put for Mother because that's where I struggled the most. 
But I love what you said about the apple. The apple really clicked in for me, like the red apple. Um, I was putting cherry red with, uh, which I, how I would probably describe like a traditional apple, um, even though it's cherry, like, you know what I mean? Um, and I was putting that with more of the lover archetype um, mm-hmm. and like a, a whiny color um, with mm-hmm. the queen, like in that jewel tone tone. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So for Queen, if you want to skip that one, um, mm-hmm. for full tones, it's deep luxury, like purples and te- really deep teals and navies and like that burgundy, like one and Rich gold. colors. Yeah. yeah. And the jewel tones. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for me, the texture of velvet really comes through yes. with Queen. Like those luxury fabrics where you're like, oh, yeah, they're soft, but there's structure to it. And mm-hmm. there's something just really um, alluring about velvet. Mm-hmm. Velvet with like also um, hardware on it, like uh, jewels or metal. Yeah, because I immediately go to Cleopatra. So <sighs> I think of like emerald and green um but the wings eyeliner I associate with lover yeah yeah absolutely I I would agree with that for sure um so yeah those like florals but in those richer darker colors um not thinking about pastels but yeah really moody is kind of like what I think of Mm -hmm. um so good um Velvet is a great fabric. Any other fabrics or colors or shapes? Um, power suits, but like in power suits of, um, you know, having like a little bit of a sensual aspect or seductive aspect to it. So like either a little bit of uh, ankle or a little bit of cleavage or um, a little bit oversized with kind of like something really sheer and like a bodice underneath, um, like a bodysuit, I think would be really beautiful. That's kind of what comes to mind. So, but power suits in like reds or purples or like those wine colors, um, even for like a really striking white power suit comes to mind too for the queen. So yeah, just any of those things that make you feel just like I'm sitting, I'm embodying luxury. Here I am. Yes. Um, let me ask you a question. So when you say that, what comes to mind for me is some of the stuff that's coming up for spring and I feel like queen is also like really powerful. So you're going to see like a lot of really structured tailored looks again, coming back. So like where the blazers had gotten really casual for a while, yeah. um, they're going to get a little bit more structured and like the really big, like military style, like gold prominent kind of buttons. So like when you're saying that, it's like, Ooh, I could totally picture like this really kind of masculine jacket with like the bodysuit nice. or the lace. So you kind of are bought and, it's almost to me, it's like where the masculine and feminine are balanced. In the- yeah, because I do think when I think of the queen, I think of divine union. Like I think of the king and the queen and I think of mm-hmm. marriage and I think of that um, almost like I would die for you type of energy. Yeah. Um, that real devoted lovership. And I think that definitely that divine union of the masculine and the feminine represents that. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. This is my favorite conversation ever. I'm <laughs> lover yeah um oh and i just wanted to say lip colors too for the uh queen would was more of that whiny tone instead of like such a bright um blood red like more of that um yeah those deeper richer uh reds for the lip color is my lip color queen or you're giving me kind of more lover with the lip with the yeah. with a bit more like purple in it uh, um or like it's got a brighter undertone too almost like a fuchsia 
Yeah. So as I got matched with the teal and I was like, hmm. And then of course, like the leopard earrings is totally giving me leopard vibes. So yeah. I had to really go against the mom bun that I was yeah. wearing. I love it. Amazing. Um, what are we doing next? We're doing the lover. Do you want to do the lover next? Yeah, I have like notes. So I keep looking <laughs> Like if you say amazing stuff and I'm like, Ooh, that's a good note. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The lover is for me, those brighter bluer toned reds and um, winged liner, definitely um, full hair. So even if you have short hair, like just body, like, you know, that bed head, but also like you did it on purpose. Like, you know, some that it, it has a lot of sensuality in it. And I think it's really that time when you're embodying your lover archetype to like really lean into what feels sexy for you, whatever that looks like. Sometimes that is more skin or more, um, like, uh, showing more, but maybe that's also just pulling in the silhouette to be a bit more body hugging. Um, mm-hmm. just working with your curve, working with the parts of yourselves that feel really feminine, the parts of yourselves that you really love and adore and bringing those like forward to the forefront. Um, I think of sleek hair too. So either like really full or really like, um, sexy and sleek. Yeah. It's like for makeup. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's like drama either way. So it's like the dramatic yeah. hair, their hairstyle for me. Yeah, like sleek and glossy or like big and sexy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just got messed up in the sheets for a minute there. <laughs> um, Don't mind. Yeah, the cherry, the cherry lipsticks also like glossy lips. I think is mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of... Um, parallels to that in sex but glossy lips is really beautiful um satin um fabrics that just have that buttery texture to it that's like mm, yes I love that kind of like the negligee feel um also like some sparkle in there um some glitter some gems kind of uh not in a tacky way but like you know sparkling in like just amplifying your radiance and um if the sexy side is hard to tap into um, in that traditional sense of like how I'm talking right now, whatever that looks like for you, like maybe it's street style with like some color and, um, yeah, some like, I, I think of color too, when it comes to the lover. And that's why too, your lip color was like leaning me towards more of the lover, because I think when you can be into play with colors and really like feel into the confidence of that, um, and pull in the colors that feel sexy to you, then that's a really great way to embody it. Um, which you can also do, I feel like through the, uh, queen as well, like really play with color. And if I just think of like more neons, more brights in the, um, lover archetype and I think of more like just experimental wider range in the uh queen queen Mm -hmm. I like that a lot um when I think of the lover I think of Marilyn Monroe and think of dramatic style icon like and I think a lot of people own parts of this and I think a lot of people connect with just a little bit of it and that's what makes us like always connect back to like who we are as a core so like when I think about it, like a lot of my clients, they identify with classic, casual, romantic, like almost nine out of 10 people. But if they don't have that pop of drama, that pop of lover, they don't really feel connected back to themselves. I think that is, that's, uh, that's like my favorite place to play. It's always like, how are we adding this dash of what well, I call it drama, but lover, it's the edge. It's just that little thing that just like kind of pushes you over the edge. I love what you said about, um, you, you don't have to embody it totally. It can just mm-hmm. be like that one thing that kind of reminds you of who you really are. For some reason that just always comes up for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, when you think of classical style, do you think of like queen energy? I was just thinking that when you were talking. I'm going to say classical probably does give me queen energy because when I think of queen energy, so like, well, here, let me play this game with you. So when I think of classic style, I think of Jackie O, Michelle Obama, and like Chanel. Mm. Queen. So yeah. Queen. <laughs> I, was like, I think queen, right? Like when I think Michelle Obama does this really well of like wearing monochromatic colors and being so fucking powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like, how can you be wearing one color and like, just like, I see you, but then the actual literal queen of England does it too. Like she always usually wears monochromatic colors Mm. and always wears green or she only wears orange and they're not regal colors. Like the shades aren't always, she does a lot of bright stuff. Um, but they're just like that very classic from a, fashion standpoint it's a very classic it falls in the classic uh the silhouette or the pattern does but the color is a hint i love that yeah the other things makeup wise that i would suggest for or like that come to mind for me for the lover is like definitely the winged eyeliner which you mentioned but just like a bit of a softer look like wispier um like ardell demi wispies for eyelashes like nothing nothing too yeah the winged eyeliner like just like clean skin but like um some color throughout the cheeks that color on the lips like featuring either lips or the eyes or just like that clean eyeliner the clean the the bolder lip um you know it's like I would leave a mark on you if we kiss that kind of energy it's like you know mm. yeah like lipstick on the coffee cup yes that's very very beautiful very sexy so you're one of my that's the lover (laughs) i could do this all day (laughs) yeah i know um okay so we have the huntress and the uh wild woman are left which one would you like to go let's do huntress okay the huntress i I often think of activewear i think (laughs) of um like your mobility your movement your real go-getter energy so whether that's active wear in the more stylish sense or whether that's active wear whatever you feel comfortable and fast in then there's that then that can be that um also think of almost like darker tones like for, for me the huntress is a lot of like blacks grays um neutrals um deeper tones of those shades so like a, a really dark green or um yeah, it's got kind of like a bit of mystery to it, but it's it's that power, like uh, we know where we're going type of type of clothing. Also, for me, what comes up is like um, structure as well. So, whereas the power suit of like the uh, queen is you know monochromatic and there's a little touch of some sensuality in it, for me, the power suit in the um, in the huntress is a lot more tailored it's a lot more sleek it does have more of those masculine edges to it it's a bit less of framing the curves and a bit more of like um directional that's how i really think of it as like directional um lines and um leather too leather comes up so i was thinking that i was like i actually leather leggings yeah leather pants leather leggings leather shorts um leather band like bodices like uh, even tube tops or uh kind of like a strappy top um I definitely think that, that comes up a lot so and um really rich lip colors like almost um purpley blood colors that kind of thing that comes up a lot or on the opposite end of the spectrum is like a, a 
your lips, but better color, like mm-hmm. just neutral, um, really like, this isn't what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, the other thing that I think of too, is like really fun, um, liner. So mm-hmm. not just winged liner, but like geometric, something kind of a bit rougher, something a bit more like, um, you know, black liner in the playful sense of, of trying different looks, kind of like the extended cat eye in the inner corner, that kind of thing. So fun. Yeah. I was thinking what came up for me was like smoky eye, a smoky perfume. Like I like oh. really dusky kind of perfumes, leather. I was thinking leather leggings just because I'm there. And then like the really high sleek ponytail. Like I love when women yeah. have holding their own ponytail. Matched. Yeah, like just uh, that, that's what kind of came up for me. Yeah, I definitely had some power ponies here. I had this cool one with like a, a zipper feature in the back. I don't know if you can see Oh, that is so fun. So some braids mixed in with that sleek and yeah, that's that really polished look. But it's, again, it's like, it's directional, right? It's like sleek definitely. pony or like the, the accent. Really, yeah. yeah. And like really clean, harsh lines. So like when you talk about the tailored pants, I think of like a really like... um uh seam down the front of the leg like really linear yeah Mm -hmm. love it so good um so I think the last two are probably the hardest two for me was like the wild woman and the wise woman Mm -hmm. did we over one of those and I think the aesthetic is almost similar Mm -hmm. with a little bit of like um just a enhancement in the wise woman like just a bit more of a refined um, anchored type of style in the wise woman whereas the wild woman is like a bit more everywhere like doesn't there's no real rhyme or reason to anything it's like a bit more sporadic um but the textures that come up for me is definitely like linen um or those richer earthy fabrics for both or one or the mm-hmm. other both. yeah for both and I also see it I see it sort of like tattered and wild in the wild woman obviously um but just like looser and um maybe even just messier and then the wise woman it's like a vest or like something with some really beautiful buttons on it so I'm like you know it's like linen but then it has like this beautiful structure to it or like just refinement in its essence um in the wild woman I see it almost nude like it's it's really there's barely anything there if anything um I think the best way to get into that archetype is really just to wear whatever feels like you're not really wearing anything or not wearing anything if you're really looking to access that so going out into nature with friends and if it's the summertime like just wearing a a a light dress that you can throw over that just kind of allows your body to be able to move um Clothes are sort of an afterthought, I think, of with the wild woman. It's like messy hair, muddy, um, primal. You're not afraid to get the dirt under your fingernails. Like, it's just your hair is however it wants to fall. You're not priming it. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Um, That's definitely how I think of the wild woman. I don't know if anything else comes up for you with that, but. Those are definitely the two that I was struggling with the most when I was thinking about them. And what came up for me was um tattoos like because I was thinking of kind of like the not of being naked so I was like sleeves not full body but like big dominant tattoos on your body and that might have been my uh, Moana reference (laughs) love it yeah no that's amazing um I was thinking of like crystals but like the druzzy crystals that were really popular like earrings and like just really natural because I personally on my personal style like I don't usually do a lot of like the natural like 
seashell jewelry or crystal jewelry. Um, it's just an area I haven't really explored as much. So like that comes up for me. Yeah. And this is funny. I, and so like, I live in a house full of people with curly hair. We all have curly hair. So like when you wake up in the morning and like your curly hair, like anyone that has curly hair, you know, like you have one good day and then you're refreshing. Right. So just like that, that unbrushed bedhead, but of like the natural curl. Mm-hmm. So funny. Um, it's a boy. But when you were talking about like earlier about like, there's no really good archetypes for like the being naked in the woods. I immediately thought about Mowgli from jungle book. Absolutely. Daughter runs around with her shirt off. We always call her Mowgli because she just has like the same color hair really is it. And, um, and we just like joke and like, that just always comes up for me as I picture her, like just running around my house, like being a kid and just like this toddler version of just like, just messing and throwing shit in my house and just like, ah, and I just love it. And that's like, just kind of what I go to. (laughs) I think it's so interesting too that you brought that up because it's like the wild woman does exist in, in film or in TV, but it's represented as a a masculine character. And I think it just goes to show is like how people want to portray the feminine is not that aspect. It's like, let's polish her up. Let's put a bow on it. Like let's put a cute little skirt. And like, you know, that's how people want to portray the feminine, but there is really that primal Mowgli in all of us. And like, let's put that on a female character um, every now and then just to show that like this part of the women gets to be lived out and experienced yes and when i think of like when i think of wild woman and i think of just feminine energy in and of itself because i feel like i've abandoned my feminine on so many levels it's the energy that's not contained it's no contained right and it has to be put in the container so it's always funny to me how we always show women as the container and like so perfectly primed but really it's the opposite energy um but yeah that's why I think I was struggling with that one I was like well I don't know that one I know the feeling of moving through five emotions in three minutes (laughs) but I don't have a representation of that um what that looks like for me physically so I was like oh I wonder what Jenna has to say about this one that one's yeah. And I do think of like, for me to the wild woman being expressed, like within sisterhood, like within going with your like best friend or your best couple girlfriends, like to a cabin in the woods and just like making tea and laughing and crying and dancing and like, just kind of being all of yourself in that experience, because it's like within sisterhood, that part of you gets to exist. Whereas with either romantic partnerships or with family, like you have to assume all these other different like parts of yourself so it feels like that one's really hard harder to reach um so yeah that's I think it is I mean there's a lot to unpack with that but it I definitely think the natural textures however you feel like you connect with the earth um whatever brings you closer to intuition I think crystals is a great example um and yeah just getting not being afraid to get muddy and if you're wanting to wear makeup like just a pinch up a pinch of color on the cheeks and lips or like a um just that really like how do you bring out what you already have and enhance it so like blushers that are the shade of your natural blush mm-hmm. um a lip tint that is uh your lip color but better that kind of thing yeah that's exactly what i do during my bleed is i try to what i think of wise woman is it's really about just like the supernatural lip tint it's not the actual lipstick mm-hmm. i love that. And the wise woman is the part of our cycle um, is we all of the 
phases of the cycle have an archetype attached to them mm-hmm. and the bleed is the wise woman um mm-hmm. and it's just it's the most in tune to your intuition so it's that it's yeah it's really fully that embodying i think the color of blood is really beautiful for the wise woman mm-hmm. uh, anchoring back into touching into those jewel tones and like mm-hmm. re reinventing it but in an earthy sense and then really like um, I'm not here for show. I'm just, I'm just living. I'm like, you know, here I am and, uh, all of me gets to exist. And I think that that's a really beautiful part about the wise woman. So it's, it's just like a calmer version of the wild woman, but she still tastes that wild in her. Mm-hmm. I think about that when I think about my cycle, it's like, whatever, if I was experiencing emotion right before my bleed, what was the lesson that I learned from it on that bleed comes through. And then that's what now I, that's how I shift into the wise woman. It's like, here was the thing and I radically reacted to it. Maybe not always, maybe it was just inside. And then like how a wise woman from that. And that cycle continuously happens as we're constantly learning and going through the, whatever it is. Yeah. This is super juicy. Um, it felt like five minutes. I just looked at the clock and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah is like my best day ever so thank you for jumping on and joining me um i just think it's a really fun way to just tap into the things that are natural to us and like we really did it from like an endorment embodiment how to access it but i think we all like we started touching into the cycle and our emotions and like there's all these pieces of us so i just think it's something really really fun to continue to explore and to continue to have the conversation about so thank you so much for joining me today jenna thank you yeah, I loved it. Thank you for watching, for anyone who's tuning in. Um, and yeah, this has been an absolute pleasure. We can create those mood boards too if people want some visuals. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have to do some mood boards, some shopping boards, the whole nine. So thank you. Thanks for everyone that tuned in. And this is amazing. I will talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>